speaking the truth to the state capitol. This is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Friday, April 8th, Frogman Friday. I'm Jack Riggins, host of Drive Time Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac is producing the show. So we're rolling right along. Uh, got a little break in political candidates right now. And um, so we thought, well, let's get the call lines open on a Frogman Friday. Rick Stein Recognition Hotline 402-479-1400. Text line 2. You know the deal. Whatever's on your mind, Lincoln, Lancaster County, or wherever you're listening to this. Maybe some of you are listening via the KLIN 1400 app. So, I don't know. You might be out in western Nebraska. You might be uh, in Ukraine. I don't know. A lot of stuff going on, obviously. People have called in with some different things that were running the ground. Um, When I look, just kind of wave tops of local, state, uh, national, you know, thinking of the audience, thinking of things that are being covered by national media or locally or not you know what are some things that i pull out locally besides the fact i know the the spring game for the nebraska cornhusker football team is tomorrow and i'm sure a lot of people are focused on that (laughs) we can talk about that it's people's platform but um locally um i'm just so darn curious uh about the fairness ordinance and i guess i'm going to call the stagnation of it right now why? Um, because we've done this before um, in this city, and we all kind of know where that went. And with the resounding 18,000 signatures, I would think that city council would want, you know, to resolve this one way or the other. Um, but I, that's just kind of blows my mind that most controversial thing we've had in a decade maybe since uh, a little tax for roads came back and um city council's gone dark the mayor's gone dark on the issue interesting i i don't exactly know where to go with the uh with the mayor's new immigration plan right now um New American Task Force, meaning I think all of us here are very happy with Lincoln's history with immigration and refugees. And I know I am. But I'm concerned that bigger national plans and funding is funneling into Lincoln for hyper-partisan agenda items. And I think that... uh, we have to be careful with that. We, the citizens, need to watch the city council and the mayor on this. And the reason is, is it's one thing if it's, you know, supported by the vast majority of Lincolnites. And to a degree, I think it is. But I start to worry when I see this outside funding and grants that are funded by organizations that when we track the money, we can go back to people like George Soros or Michael Bloomberg. And and why do I say those names? What I mean is very partisan, democratic, rich operatives. And you say, Jack, how do you make that connection? Well, we 
have discussed many times on this show, Center for Tech and Civic Life, funded by Mark Zuckerberg, our county commissioners took that money for the last election. We were the only county in Nebraska to do that. Um, other counties, other parts of the United States now have big investigations into that for election fraud as a piece of election fraud. What's the key thing that I'm talking about that says we should watch it? Outside money coming into Nebraska. Right. The secretary of state has said we we have no need for that. When you look at the new American task force that we have and organizations that it's allied with, like Gateways for Growth, you see that Gateways for Growth has given money uh, right to Lancaster County. We are highlighted on their website, right, outside money. You look at the new American economy, a Michael Bloomberg, very quote-unquote bipartisan organization that is focused on you know, immigration. It's the outside money part that I think bears constant watching, not the impetus to bring immigrants and refugees to Lincoln and to integrate them successfully into our culture here in Nebraska. However, I want to say the key word there is refugees and immigrants, right? These programs, those of us that aren't in government and aren't paying attention, we are assuming everything's on the up and up. I don't know how you can really hyperdrive immigration if, in fact, Right now, we know that our immigration, in particular processes, are really broke. And that we have historic numbers last year due to Joe Biden's failures on our southern border. And we are going to beat those historic numbers from last year, this year. We darn near already have. And so we know that the federal government is shipping out all kinds of folks, right, and giving them cell phones. And so these are not legal immigrants yet. How many of them, with Lincoln, Nebraska, shining the bat signal, saying to the world, well, we're one of the places you can come to, right? That, that, is, that is a dangerous game where we want to go because we're good people and we have a good history of it, and outside money being given to our local leaders and organizations that have nefarious hyperpartisan agendas behind them, and then a federal problem with immigration numbers and refugees. And next thing you know, you shine the beacon and they're here, and we don't have the capacity to own up to our end of the deal, or worse, it's part of a bigger nationwide planned part on hyperpartisanship. To get votes, to push agenda items that are on the left. Might want to pay attention to that. LPS, geez, all around the state, a lot of people have been calling me about, um, is there strings attached to federal money because we're being ordered, um, you know, uh, on the transgender issue to um, allow kids that identify this way to do this and that, and a lot of confusion. At this point, what I'm going to say is, 
as I've understood it, as I've seen some of the material, we do in Lincoln have some activist teachers. Those activist teachers push some of these agendas. There's many ways to tamp that down. The simplest way in today's society is to put a camera and a microphone and tape record it for two reasons. We all watch our P's and Q's when we're on film and we know it's recorded. Okay, we're just naturally that way. So in the in-between of our English language, we ought not take it the extra length, right? The old, I give you an inch, you take a mile. And so that tamps it down. It's a little bit of a deterrent. On the flip side, it's a safety issue. It's good. You have camera of what happens in classrooms, folks. You know, look at what we have. Terabytes of hard drives and data farms. We can easily digitally have a camera and a microphone in classroom that catches everything. And it's a safety issue. You can go back and look at the film. The third thing it can do is it's a nice tool for educators to be able to mentor other educators in their performance in the classroom. At least first take, that's how I look at it. All right. <clears throat> Got some callers lining up. I'm going to go to Howdy on line one. Welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Howdy. Howdy. How's it going? Long time no year. Yeah, I was talking about you the other day saying I haven't heard from you in a long time. Oh, that's when my ears are burning. <laughs> yeah, that or the uh, great harangue you're doing. It's burning the liberals' ears off, and they deserve it. They need to have their feet held to the fire. This George Soros is the biggest criminal scum there is. I mean, he can't even go back to Hungary because he'll be arrested. That's how bad this man is and shouldn't even be allowed to live here. Well, he's a, uh, he's a big power broker on the left side. There's no doubt about it. He's a communist, flat out. He's even said it, just like half the, the Democrats in this country are. And I'm getting sick and tired of it. <laughs> I can't believe I cannot believe there's 30 percent of idiots in this country that think this moron of a president is any good. I thought Jimmy Carter was the bottom pits of anything, but at least he had some moral values. This man is. Disgusting. Yeah, I howdy. Uh, good thoughts on Joe Biden. Appreciate the call. Um Yeah, I mean, I think all of us can if we want to dig enough, we can see that there's power brokers on in in our binary system of politics right now um you know maybe we could say libertarians or or the third i mean everybody has their power brokers i think what's really dangerous on both sides to a degree but it clearly seems like left leaning democratic people do own the media sector and the media sector therefore uh touches the most amount of people through tv social media things like that um, you look at, you know, censorship on Twitter and things George Soros funds. And, and hey, don't get me wrong. Republican Steve Bannon comes to mind, right? Um, I think that's dangerous, right? Because we know that people can be influenced by what they see. Um, you add uh, artificial intelligence and AI into it, and all of a sudden you have algorithms just pushing content to you that either kind of quasi brainwashes you or certainly uh, changes the narrative and isn't balanced correct and you may re remember yesterday we talked about where do you go you know to find information so that you can make an educated decision you know uh, i know for me i've told you before i search the internet but then i try to find reputable sources and then i try to at least get a second source if not a third 
of you know so i can make a an educated opinion just in my life let alone for the radio show and um and that i think that is more difficult today um nonetheless i mean joe joe biden has become very very political it i i would like a democrat um because i do believe there's true democrats out there and then there's far left democrats it would be difficult to justify Joe Biden's performance right now as a good president of the United States. There's not a lot to point to, but I'd be all ears. And it seems to be getting worse. Uh, you know, I was a young child when Jimmy Carter was around, and I would agree that uh, what Howdy said, that it, there's a little bit of comparison there, but at this rate, uh, Joe Biden is running circles around Jimmy Carter with regard to the leadership of the country and the things that have occurred. Um, and that's a little bit scary because I think anybody that looks at it says, well, you know, I don't have a lot of faith in Kamala Harris either. So, but there's obviously there's some element of our citizenship <laughs> that supports him. Uh, it may, it's waning, obviously. I think his uh, approval rating or was, you know, at thirty five percent or something like that. Um, pretty bad. Um, but we're in this for the long haul. At this point, right now, I'm just happy that the Ukraine conflict decently is regionalized, and I hope it stays regionalized. Maybe on the state level, you're interested in the rental assistance uh, back and forth that ended up happening, you know, where the governor was big on not taking federal money, then the legislature went after him, and then he, he had to go on Glenn Beck and go national to kind of embarrass some Republican state legislators, and eventually uh, it all got put to ground. We didn't take the money by one vote, um, and uh, I mean, by everything I've read, there there's really no reason for us to take it, so I, I thought that was a win. Uh, election integrity is a big deal. Um, depends on what circles you're traveling and who you're listening to around the show. It's it's a big deal nationwide. It's a big deal to a lot of Nebraskans. But uh, you know, and then the uh, you know talking state level, the ever interesting, I think, uh, GOP primary for governor. Um, and I say that because obviously there's ads on this station, there's ads on TV. It's really interesting. All right, Richard, welcome to Drive Time, Lincoln. How you doing, Richard? Thank you, Commander. It's a beautiful day out there, and there's going to be a nice baseball game to go and watch tonight out at uh, uh, the baseball park. And uh, I'm kind of looking at the legislature and what they have done and what they haven't. And one thing I'm very concerned about is the idea that we're going to spend a whole bunch of money to put a lake between Lincoln and Omaha. We don't need it. We could spend the money on a lot of other uh, things. Uh, don't say it. Don't say it. No, I won't say it. You know what I was thinking, though. <laughs> but, uh, but what we do already have up there, it's interesting, is we have a nice privately owned resort area called Lenoma. And there's camping space there. There's sand beaches. Uh you know, it's it's a very nice area, and obviously, if the state finances something, it would be in competition with private enterprise. The other main concern I have is we get a lot of our water from that area, 
And we know we had a problem uh, a couple of years ago uh, when uh, we had some flooding on the Platte River and we came close to having our well fields flooded. So I think before we go and mess around with that area up there, we really need to do some hard and fast investigation to see what effect this would have on our well fields. Thanks for the call, Richard. Richard, concerned about uh, the well fields. Um, I, I know that it appears that lake has uh, really good support. One thing I do know is the mayor has a house up there just outside of Lancaster County up on one of those lakes uh, and doesn't live, you know, in the city uh, or at least has it on paper she lives in the city but i think we all know that uh, she lives outside the county <laughs> up there so she wouldn't want that lake because it'd be a competition to her property uh we'll talk about that and more dan i'll get to you when we come back 1499 klin you're getting the 411 from dtl with commander jack riggins on 1499.3 klin all right, we're back on a Frogman Friday. Call lines are open. Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. Uh, I've got a Dan and a Mary. I don't know if I'll get to you. We only got two minutes right now, but you're just going to have to stay on the line. And when we come back on the second segment, we will get there, I promise. And I think uh, both of you are longtime listeners and will hold on. If not, just call right back, you know, around, around the bottom of the hour. If you don't want to wait that long. So I've got some in the queue. Um all right, folks, a couple of concerned callers uh, in the break. Yes, I absolutely understand the mayor lives in near south. I know that. Many people have sent me everything on this, and I know she has a second home outside the county in one of those lakes Richard was talking about. Okay. I should have clarified that in the facetious nature I was talking that through the second or third mass mandate, I can't even remember at this time. Uh, I had done many shows on, it was really suspect leadership and it was just a bad look to have a second home outside the County at the same time you're engaged in uh, locking down your County when nobody else around here is doing that. So I was kind of bridging the gap and I will let you, the listener decide what you want to decide on that. In the end of the day, of course the mayor has a property in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yes. There's a second property outside of Lincoln, Nebraska. People with money often do these type things. So I wanted to clarify that it was me trying to be funny, bridging between the arguments of looks really facetious back in the mass mandates. Sorry to confuse you, Lincoln. 1499 KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499 KLIN. All right, we're back. Second segment here. Let's get to the call lines because they're filling up. Let's go to Mary. Welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Mary, are you oh, there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? We can hear you. The entire county can hear you. Well, that's good. <laughs> what do you got? Okay. Well, I'm just worried that people that, um, even though there might not be election integrity in this next upcoming election, we need to get out and vote. And I'm worried. I hope that more people get out and vote for the candidate that's going to change that, which is Bob Bohr. Yes, 
And so I hope that people realize that and they get out and vote on May 10th. So you are calling for mass amounts of people to get out and vote in this primary? Yes. Well, And also the special election on June 28th also. Yeah, a lot of elections going to take place. Well, right on. Um, I share your sentiment that people need to participate in democracy and uh, primary special elections. Like at this point, I think, especially on the conservative side, there should be mass amounts of polling numbers um, for these elections, given the state of our country are in just everything going on. And so um, on the GOP side, the conservative side, I, I definitely can see that. I'm not so sure on the other side, but I'm all for everyone voting. Literally, I would like to see an election yes. where everybody, no matter what you believe, goes out and votes. Yes, I believe that, too. All right. Appreciate the call. OK, thank you. You bet. Uh, let's just keep going. Uh, Dan on line one. Welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, Commander. Thanks very much. Uh, Commander, I'm, I'm calling about uh, the um, uh, election as well as and that um, a new immigration uh, plan as well. Um, like that uh, last caller, I also support Bob Bohr. I think there's there's two Bobs in the race for Secretary of State in the uh, Republican primary. And uh, Bob Evan, Evan he, I don't think he's done enough to protect um, election integrity. The machines have never been audited. And the only they, they, the state doesn't even have access to them, and they they should be audited. And I don't think um, he's he's answered that question, uh, Bob Evan. I think he's got to debate Bob Moore. So you that, so you think, think it's it's, it's time for a change? There is what you're saying. Absolutely, no question about it. And uh, I think I, I definitely support Bob Moore. All right, uh, immigration. Yeah, well, the immigration plan. I heard you talking about it, and. I didn't. I looked into it, and I didn't see um, uh, Soros involved. But Bloomberg is very much involved. He, did, did, I don't think I said Soros. Uh, Bloomberg with uh, the new American economy. Um, That's right. Yeah, That's Bloomberg. Right. You, you may have been referencing that I was just talking about Soros being a player oh, on okay. the Democratic side and media. It looked like the immigration plan is just top down from these national sources, and then they were just used by the local. Uh, Groups here that uh, are bought into it, that are have bought, bought into it. They use the stakeholder strategy, which which uh, pretends that everyone who gets involved is actually a stakeholder, but they're just fed and guided through the whole process. You can read it in the uh, plan. It, 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 it infers that throughout the plan, these uh, people who wrote this plan were, were just taking it taking it uh, from the. Um, National groups. Yeah, since I got on the radio, it's one of the things, and I kind of mentioned it briefly, and I don't know if Lincolnites and Lancaster County really pay attention, but what I'm saying is we, right here locally, we need to be very wary of these national institutions and the quote-unquote free money or even the grant money that our institutions, both uh, 501Cs, uh, our own government, the county commissioners, the city, are getting because there's huge agendas with these. And I can't remember, Dan, maybe you remember. I was trying to think about it, but I did some shows because there was a lot of uh, consternation about the mayor and China connections through a democratic organization that is the same type thing, but on more just on politics. It's kind of developing future Democrats, right? And I can't remember that organization. Right. Name. Yeah, unfortunately, that, that that organization is called New Deal Democrats. That's right, terrible, New Deal Democrats. Horrible name 
because I think there are a lot of good things that came from the New Deal when it was mature under Roosevelt, but they've taken that name and made it into something dirty and disgusting and, and communist. It's just disgusting. Yeah, but th- I think that Lincoln and I have to be wary because our leaders are not doing things in our best interest. I mean, we, we're used to um, people thinking like us and doing and, and uh, wanting the best for everybody, but these, these uh, leaders that we have now in City Hall and, and uh, the City Council and the Mayor's Office, I think they just want to uh, get ahead in politics, and they're using us, and they're using Lincoln and Lancaster County to, to wreck everything. Well, thanks for the anyway, call, Dan. Yep. Bob Orr, all the way. Okay. Well, a couple of Bob Orr supporters there. Um yeah, I mean, election integrity is such a difficult one. Obviously, plays out on the national scale. I, I definitely have uh, done my research on Lancaster County and the Zuckerbuck deal and ballot boxes. But hey, let's be honest. Uh, election Commissioner Dave Shively locally said, "Hey, we, you know, we're not doing the ballot box thing again." Secretary of State said that is the key place that there can be ballot harvesting. Um, so we know we have some um, safety nets there, which I think is great. Um, statewide, I, it depends on, on where you fall in the end. We're going to have these elections. Um, I sure hope they're secure because I think it's a cornerstone. Um, although I think all of us realize there is always some shenanigans in elections nationwide. Um, we really, at this point in time in our country's history, need to make sure our elections are secure. And even here locally, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's kind of a philosophy thing, right, when I talk about it. Uh, depends on what you believe. I, I believe in the values of Nebraska. I believe in Midwest values. I believe in slow change. I believe when when we can see uh, uh, an, uh, something that we know is wrong and evil that, okay, we've got to make changes. But one of the things since moving back that I don't agree with is speeding up left and right coast, you know, the east and west coast and and at the pace they move and the agendas they move in their politics and bringing that, you know, into Nebraska as if we don't know anything, as if, well, it's good on it's good in L.A. or San Francisco. Therefore, it's good in Lincoln or it's good in New Jersey and New York or Miami, therefore it's good in Lincoln. It doesn't always work like that. That's why we're the United States of America, and we have sovereignty to make our own decisions based on our local populace, and obviously that comes down into cities. And and no one can escape down at City Hall and in the council and in many of the organizations of which other Democratic operatives and politicians in state legislature have money trails attached to their organizations that come from very national and well-known Democratic-backed organizations that are trying to hyperdrive far-left policies. Whether it be, you know, when Black Lives Matter rolled up, whether it be wokeism, whether it be LGBTQIA, I mean, just, you know, connect the dots here, people, the fairness ordinance, the issues in school across Nebraska, you know, we brought up um, the mayor and, you know, is she making decisions for us or is she making decisions that look really good to national level Democrats? 
um, and the organization she belongs to. Now we're down to, you know, is uh, the New Americans Task Force, which has been going on for a long time in Lincoln. Is it still in the best interest of both Lincolnites, immigrants, and refugees, or is it being infiltrated by national things? That's what I'm saying we have to be careful of, and that's why you've got to get out and vote. If you think that that's penetrating our local um, scene too much and you don't like it, then you have to vote people out. All right, let's go to Mo on line three. Mo, how you doing? Good, Commander. Hey, it's Mo. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Hey, Commander, have you been following some of this tin foil hat craziness coming out of Charles W. Herbster's mouth in the last two weeks? Well, I follow all of them. I mean, basically by whatever gets put out on the wire, unless it's crazy. And obviously, I think like a lot of people, I'm kind of sick of all the commercials. And I on the radio, I have no, to listen to them. These are these are his statements, Commander. Okay, go, go ahead. What are they? Yeah, he was, at a, he was at a debate, and he said that China caused COVID solely to keep Donald J. Trump from being reelected. Now, I don't believe hardly anything the government says about COVID, but I'm not. I think that might be a little tinfoil hat feel going on there. You think that's a little that was, pl- play into a certain audience, maybe? Yeah, that was like ten days ago, and then like three days ago, he said they ought to bring prayer back to schools. So, like, my parents paid for me to go to Catholic junior high and high school, so I pray to school all the time. But you can't really, with the Constitution, you can't really have prayer to um, Judeo-Christian uh, in public schools. In a public school, there's a, the Establishment Clause. It, it's sort yeah. of a part of the Constitution. And I, I think the Constitution is sort of important, but I, bet, I guess Charles W. doesn't. So, <laughs> so you, well, we've had some other supporters on the show, and, and you're saying you're not supporting Charles W. No, I'm supporting a real solid, uh, good Christian Catholic uh, man, job producer by the name of Jim Pillen. Gotcha. So, Gotcha. Well, those are interesting statements. I think in the as I watch all the politics, um, it's very interesting at any level what they say, right, to kind of rebel rouse. And then what they may say that we kind of pick up on and go, well, is he just saying that or is she saying that? And or is it do they really believe that? Because as far as you're you're right, prayer in public schools, uh, that's not going to get done um, now. Well, and the funny thing about it on that one, it was at a forum in Omaha, and the World Herald reported it. And the World Herald reporter, after the after the forum, said, "Wait a minute, you're not really suggesting prayer in public schools, are you, Charles W.?" And Charles W. doubled down and said, "Sure." So it wasn't like it was an off the cuff. He said it twice. At well, least that's how it was reported. Fair enough, uh, Mo. Appreciate okay. the call. All right, have a great weekend, Commander. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing with races, right? I mean, there's all kinds of things going on, and um, oftentimes, to me, I mean, I take some of it as a grain of salt, um, but they're free to rebel rouse and try to get those votes, and um, and that's what I think is really interesting. We have really three front runners in that GOP race, and uh, when people ask me, I, I say, you know, it very much could be very close, kind of three-way split. It really could be. I don't know. I, I'm I'm along for the ride like all of you. I watch this. I get to talk with the candidates, obviously. I get some information. I don't think any more or less than you. I certainly form opinions. Um, but nonetheless, it's getting close. Uh, it's getting closer. I expect rhetoric on both sides to heat up, and it should be interesting. Let's try to get to Scott here. Scott, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Yes, Commander. Earlier in the hour, uh, you 
characterized the overwhelming invasion of our southern border as a failure of the Biden administration. And I respectfully disagree with you. I think what they're doing is intentional, and I think they're proving it by the fact that they're doubling down and lifting Title 42. It's it's hard for the... So it's not a mistake. It's just intentional. Let's just let everybody who can find their way here get here. Indeed. Indeed. And well, I, I think, think you have good, a good argument for that. I'm not. Uh, yeah. OK. I said mistake. They, clearly, there is something if it's not action. Right. Like, oh, I didn't know that was going on. Then it's intentional. Yeah. And like I say, they're doubling down with Title 42. And it's hard for the general public to accept the fact that these people want to destroy our country. That's what it boils down to. So you're well aware of, um, well, they're not, they, they are showcasing a way, at least in the last year, to really push the country apart and the, the beginnings of destroying it. I'm not going to, there's no doubt about that. This course has to reverse. But going back to immigration, um, <laughs> I have, did you, you're aware, obviously, that now they were last year flying them at night secretly to other bases and letting folks, you know, go all around the country and hopefully they'd show up to their hearing. Now, of course, they're, it, they can't just fly them, so they're busing them and we're giving them a cell phone. This has been national news. But I, I don't know if you're aware, and I have to giggle, I tuned into national news just three days ago after the show, and a guy was talking to some folks in Texas about ready to get on the bus, and guess where they were coming? Nebraska, Nebraska, right? Because it makes sense, right? You're you're going to try to get a hold of somebody you know in this country, and it's there's probably familial ties. I get that, and so for Nebraskans who are like, oh well, that has nothing to do with us. Oh, it has a lot to do with you. If I brought the FBI and the and the sheriffs and the LPD and state patrol task forces on drugs in here, you would see how much more drugs has increased, including fentanyl, in the state of Nebraska because of these policies. And you will also see, and why I'm wary of our mayor's new immigration plan, which right now, given the crisis of Ukraine, given the crisis of the border, makes it seem like, hey, we're doing a great thing in Lincoln. But in the end of the day, we have an unprecedented number of illegal immigrants in our country. And the Biden's philosophy is to pepper them throughout the United States, including Nebraska, Right, buses coming up here with the cell phone, and maybe they'll go to their hearing. How many of, of those, you know, is Nebraska going to take? Well, and we have to remember that the, the communists, as Jesse Kelly calls them, they're patient. You know, they may not get too many voters in the next big right. election of twenty-four, but eventually, a lot of these people will take up the. Santa Claus thing, you know, and they'll well, it's the, the it's the old uh, it's the old uh, English thing back when they had kings. They're just going to breed you out. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. They're just going to breed Indeed. you out, and you're not going to have a vote anymore. Thanks for the call. Fourteen hundred ninety nine three KLIN. You're getting the four one one from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. All right, we're finishing up Frogman Friday here. Don't have much time left. I do have to say, I believe this is the first time in my drive time, Lincoln, that we've had political 
uh, supporters call in. I, I seriously. So it didn't surprise me uh, when someone called in. Mo called in, talked about uh, some of the things Herbster said. Um, that I got a rash of texts right after that. Um, here's the theme: uh, nobody knows who Jim Pillen is because he refuses to be in forums or debates. Um, well, maybe some truth to that, but. What I will say is it it thank you for the show ideas folks cuz we we don't have a lot of political candidates next week we're going to have to do a show and open it up to supporters of the different gu- gubernatorial candidates I can't wait for that show. Let's take one more call Jacob on line 2. Welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hi commander, you kind of stole my thunder with that uh with that one uh, email because I will never vote for a candidate that does not show up at a forum or a debate. Joe Biden pulled this stuff of being in the basement most of the campaign. And uh, if any candidate thinks that's working, that's the way to win, he'll never get my vote. I would also like to know which one of these governor can- gubernatorial candidates supports the death penalty or does not support the death penalty. All right. If I get him back on the air, I'm going to ask that question because I haven't asked that question. I appreciate the call, Jacob. Thank you. You bet. Hope Jacob has a good weekend. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, listen, you you can just figure if Trump supports somebody and and somebody comes on and and uh, you know it's kind of anti uh, that that candidate that you're going to get some texts and some calls. But it remains a valid fact in the sense of, and I have said, I think the candidates should all be out in forums debating, especially in Nebraska. It's a small community. Um, the conservative side is small. Um, I think I think they should all be doing that. No doubt about it. All right. Let's have a good weekend, Lincoln and Lancaster County, 1499.3 KLIN.